Hello. Welcome to Closed Door Conversations Podcast. I'm your host, Mill Ivory. If you're looking for a non-judgmental, open and honest conversation about any and all things that are usually discussed behind closed doors, you're in the right place. Hello, 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 CDC fam. So we're just picking up in this conversation where we left off in the last conversation. So I hope you enjoyed part one and part two, we're just going to get right into it. So if you have not listened to part one, you may want to go back and listen to part one because you may be lost just a little TT. But anyway, hope you guys enjoy part one and we're just going to get right into part two. Let go. In my research, I did do have numbers statistically that shows that black men are singled out and are disappropriately shot and killed by police more than black women. Black men are stopped more, arrested more, jailed more. That That's just what the statistics show. It's 40% more of black men and black women that's getting this mistreatment. Now, both are being mistreated, but as you just stated, I'm confirming what you said. Statistics even show that it's 40% more of black men that are getting this mistreatment, right? But my question is, the police, if they're arresting them, now there are people that are arrested for, for bogus shit. I, I'm all about the the injustices and inequalities, I'm sorry, but as you stated, when you had your child, you start making better choices. So at some point, as black people, we need to hold each other accountable for the bad decisions that we're making. For, for the decisions or the things that we're doing that we know that will cause us to be in jail, to be incarcerated, or to be shot. I mean, you don't know that you're going to be shot, but you know if you're in the streets, you're selling drugs, that is a chance. Bullets yeah. don't have no name. So how do we hold each other accountable for some things that are considered survival? And I Mm. say that lightly, some things in the, in the black community, like you said, like based in a neighborhood you raised on sometimes the night, if you don't get out of these neighborhoods, it's a vicious cycle. You got people that they're selling drugs. They grandmother sold drugs or they grandfather sold drugs. And it just rotate around. So how do we, to me, when I think of that situation, I think of a three foot child in 10 feet of water. Yeah. Facts. It's, like, all... a, it's like a drowning scenario. It, yeah, is, it, is, it is a drowning scenario, but I wanted to, I wanted to segue and put this in there. Cause this helped me when I was younger. So I got a twin brother. We both went two different ways. My brother was in the streets. I never wanted to be in the streets. I wanted to, like when I saw him, you know, doing what he was doing, I thought about it, but then I was like, I can't hide nothing, you know? <laughs> so that thought just went out of my head. But what I did do and what helped me as a youth not go down the same path he did was I took that other route. Like I was always at my rec center in my neighborhood. I was always trying to play a sport, even though I never got picked because my grades and stuff. But I'm just saying I was always trying to do stuff that a lot of kids don't take advantage of today. Oh, they don't even have that option. And it's so sad to see it because I remember it just clicked when y'all was talking about it. That I was like, that's the way, that's that's one of the ways that can help these youth 
try to turn themselves around, but we don't have that no more. You know how, like, they used to say, you know, play basketball or sell drugs. They ain't never had no, no third option. Now you got kids do have another option. They could be in the house playing video games. So it's just about we just have to give more of these opportunities to people while they're still at a place where you can reach them. Because once they get to a place where, say, their daddy don't love them, now we about to take it there. So the daddy don't love them, right? Now mm. they got to get love from somewhere. They go out to the trappers. Now the trappers showing them love. Hey, little man, you want to do something? Hey, what's up, Ricky? Hey, hey, look, hey, look, go sell this. You know what I'm saying? Go meet my man over there. Now, that where the father's place at, the mom don't even know what's going on with her son because she done lost him to the streets. Facts. So it happens a lot. And I'm saying, you know, and they used to hurt my soul growing up because my brother was in and out of jail, in and out of jail. But it never got into my mind like, damn, I need to go see what that's about. It never... Even though, even if I had a simple little thought of it, it never stayed there because I was so, you know what I'm saying, focused on whatever else I had going on. And everybody used to always say, dang, you and your brother like night and day. And I'm like, don't get it twisted. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just chose to take another route. I didn't want to be like him. You know what I'm saying? And even though he was my older brother by 13 minutes, he never let me forget that. But I'm just saying. But did he have to do that? Was that a choice? No, nah, he didn't have to do that. I don't, to be honest, that's a good question. I've never asked him what made him go down that route. That might be a mm-hmm. conversation to have with him. Because I just, I never, I never thought about it. Oh, you know what? I know why. It, it was his friends he was hanging around. So, now he I didn't, so he didn't have to do it. It was a choice. So my question to you guys is black men. Do you feel any obligation to, I don't, I don't even necessarily want to say something as deep as mentor, but to hold your fellow black man accountable. Like yeah. for example, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So for example, if, if you get stopped by the police, we all know the, the, the very common driving wild black scenario, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you dark skin. This happened. You look stereotype. Can you get out? They want to search your car. You didn't do anything wrong. All your shit in order. They don't give you a chance. They draw their guns right. on you when you go to get your, um insurance information you know that type of situation versus i done stupid shit first of all i'm drunk i'm driving without a license swerving all over the damn road i don't feel like i'm not gonna say they probably will still mistreat you but i don't feel like you're as innocent as the person that was just on his way home to his kids so mm-hmm. as a black man to a black man is that conversation with that conversation or do you feel like that conversation you're responsible to call your homeboy out on his bullshit basically be like had you not been driving drunk this wouldn't been you wouldn't even got pulled the fuck over you know yeah you know um like me personally if if my boy drunk and we drove together so if my boy drunk, I'm driving home. He in the passenger seat. Oh, he well, can you may back. not be with him. The question, I just use that as an example. Just see okay, the, okay. the differences in what may be an authentic. I'm a victim versus I'm a victim because of a choice that I made. Not yeah. that you're still not a victim because you're still a victim. They still fucking mistreat you, jerk you out the car, beat you, slap you and shouldn't have fucking did it. But yeah. is it because of the choice that you made or is it specifically because you're a black man? both i just you know, wonder is a black man like what does these conversations look like with with your homeboy or do you feel like in in some cases rashad you ain't old enough but smash in some cases where you be like yeah. quote unquote the og you know what i'm saying mm. do you feel like it's your responsibility to tell that young man just to not to make him feel inferior but to point 
out to him. Listen, I got a saying, and and I caught fire for saying this, but I had to say it. If, well, light this bitch up. Because it probably you, need to be said. If you... Okay, here's an example. If me and you are cool enough that your kids are at my house, right? Mm-hmm. Your kids get out of line. Your kids are going to get the same punishment that my kid get. Your kid is not more special than my kid. And oh, hell no. Nah. I don't keep no kids. I can't, I can't treat them like mine. Ex- they need exactly. Ass Y'all exactly. Need so this is how it is with me. I keep my circle tight-knit like that. Like if your kids get out of line... I'm going in. It causes for a, a whooping or a discipline. You're going to get it. And That's you're going to have enough confidence in me so, as, my, as my counterpart to know I did it with just cause. Yeah, I did it with love. You ain't going to get nobody kid back, your kid back with bruises and black eyes and all that. Nah, but my thing is, this is the community that I came up in. If I did something and Miss Jones saw me doing something, Miss Jones going to whoop my ass. Then Miss Jones going to sit me down back to my mama by the time i get to my mama, i probably done got my ass whooped about three times before i get back to my mama and it's gonna be the fourth time so it's like it takes a village it takes all of us i just scheduled a show i just scheduled a show and i don't know why i didn't think about inviting you on that platform i may have to switch some shit around and add you because you got all them kids but it takes all <laughs> of us to the village if I see your kid acting up, if I see my brother or my sister in the street and they down bad, hey, hey, dog, check it out. And I'm going to pull them to the side. I ain't finna shit on them. I ain't finna embarrass them. I ain't finna be doing none of that, pulling cameras out. Hey, listen, man, what's going on? What's happening? Talk to me. Oh, man, me and my girl, we broke up and she woo Hey, man, go talk to your girl, dog. Yeah. Man, listen, if we on the block and we hanging out and you hanging out with me more than you hanging out with your kids, Hey, my man, come here. Let me tell you something. Go ahead to the crib and hang out with your kids or something, man. You know what I'm saying? Do something with your kids. Spend some time with your lady. Get some family time going on. You know what I'm saying? The block could be here. It ain't going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? If I see you about to make a mistake, like it's this story in Chicago. Real quick. Uh, dude, brother got killed. So dude went on a rampage. He said, hey, mamas, daddies, kids, I don't give a fuck. They all getting it. Hmm. And he lived up to that. He caught the dude that did it, seven-year-old son, lured him into an alley and killed him. Hmm. Now, the twisted thing about this is he had two other dudes with him. And you mean to tell me none of these dudes told this nigga, hey, fam, we ain't killing no kid, dog. Like, what do you, what? <laughs> we ain't killing no kid. It couldn't have been me. And I'm pretty sure if me and Rashad was there, I'm pretty sure we would have been like, nah, chief, we ain't got nothing to do with that. We ain't killing no fucking kid. And that's, you know and that's my thing. That's my thing, too, because, you know, I understand, Mill, you know, I may not be no OG yet. But one thing I can say about me, anybody that's younger than me, I, I was just talking shit, boy. Anybody no. can be an OG. No, but I'm saying, <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is because I didn't, I didn't know it was age limit to it. But no, but what I am saying, I mean, if you 30, I guess your OG level would be a, a goddamn 15 year old. I'm just saying, but go ahead. I'm, well, I'm closer to 40, so we ain't even you know, talking about that. But what I'm saying is, 
if I see a young dude that, like I said, that's in my neighborhood or whatever, and I see him doing something that I know he ain't supposed to be doing, I'm going to try my best. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Because that is a life that is worth saving. You know what yep. I'm saying? Even if he, he don't got to see it, I can see it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And especially with me being young and made it to the age that I've made it to by only smart decisions, I owe it to them young, I owe it to the young boys. Cause you, cause whether you know it or not, they look at you. You don't gotta mm-hmm. even interact with them. Like when I go to church and stuff and they see me in my suits and stuff, I'm showing them an example. I ain't showing them nothing to shit on them. I ain't coming to him like, what y'all little nasty, dirty ass niggas don't. No, I'm showing them an example of a man. And I don't know who they got in their life, but I'm gonna always show love to them. And if I can help, I'm gonna do that. You know what I'm saying? And, and it ain't it ain't nothing worse than trying to help somebody and then they don't listen and then they end up in a fucked up situation. They yeah. end up dead or they end up in jail or they end up, you know what I'm saying? And now motherfuckers like, damn man, what happened to him? He used to be the man. He used to be this, he used to be that. And then it's like, you know what I'm saying, niggas fall off and it's it's all because they stubborn, they hard headed. Like, even with the OGs in the neighborhood, nobody is an OG anymore because they're not living long enough to be an OG. And they're not you know respected. They don't, they, yeah, they don't, the they don't, boy, 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 people, people smack the OGs around and these little young shorties have no respect, like, at all. Like, they don't give a fuck who you are or what you did. They don't care. It's like, where is the structure at? Like, these little kids, they have no respect for, the ones that paved the way for them. And it's like, you got a lot of people like myself who sometimes want to throw their hands up at the situation because it's like, y'all not listening. Why am I keep wasting my breath? You know what I'm saying? I had a little shorty pull a gun out on me. Okay? He pulled a gun out on me. How old was he? He he couldn't have been no more than 18. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Dice dice game gone wrong type shit. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. the only reason why he didn't get what he deserved from me for doing that is because I understood I was where he was at one point. You know, I know I know a lot of people. I was very trigger happy growing up. You know, what mm-hmm. I'm saying I not not as far even as a gun, but I just acted off impulse. Whatever the fuck you said to me, it was we, finna, we finna deal with it right here, right now type shit. Two weeks later, he got killed in a robbery, and it was like. I told him that day, I said, listen, you got to stop this before it's too late. You know what I'm saying? It ain't cool to be, you know, be the be the villain. You know, it's sometimes you got to just fall back and fade to black. And he ended up getting killed. And the crazy thing about it was I didn't have no animosity towards the kid or nothing. Like, you know what I'm saying? I felt bad, but I told him. And several other people tried to tell him, like, dude, you're acting off impulse. You're going to wreck your life before you have a chance to live. And that's what it is. They think because, listen, if I, my man Dolomite said this, if I walk up to you in, you know, regular gym shoes, regular clothes, and I'm telling you to get your life together, shit like that, you ain't going to probably listen to me. Right. But now if I walk up to you, with Gucci this and Gucci that, and I'm I'm G'd up in the brand new whip and shit, and I'm telling you, hey man, listen, get your life together. 
you probably gonna listen to me because you feel like I got all this shit. You want that lifestyle, and I'm making it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Never like know. you don't know. They don't know your story or your struggle. They just yeah. You never know what I had to do or how many people I had to get into it with the one to get this life. And you don't know what this person is like. You know, a lot of these people be rich and they still got to look over their shoulders. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the life you want to live. Because at I, any time, any time a flashy dude come to the hood, the hood niggas is plotting. Oh yeah, they ready. They, they plotting. Ready. Like you think you finna keep flashing this money around to us and I ain't got it? Oh, okay, cool. When you on social media and you flashing all this money, you ain't doing nothing but giving your friends and homies opportunity to snake your ass because why is you showing all this money? It's like, dude, be smart about it. So yeah, I definitely believe it takes a community. It takes a village. We all have to come up with each other. You have to want to. I'm telling you, if we could all just come together and stop doing senseless things that have absolute, you stepped on my gym shoes, so I'm going to blow your brains out because you stepped on my gym shoes. Huh? Yeah, that's that's literally how petty what? it is. That's and, and one more other thing, too. Now you got girls shooting at each other, too. So it's like, damn, this ain't man. It's definitely is is definitely what? not gender isolated. Me and it's, so not, it's, like, it's definitely sad. Not. It's not because hell? it's about survival in some neighborhoods. That's yes. just that's how they come up and that's how they survive. I and just just to throw this idea, when you have a person, some people aren't familiar with guns for certain reasons, right? Mm -hmm. You have some people that keep guns out their home, keep guns away from their family, they teach people that guns are bad. I had a military grandfather, I had military aunts and uncles. And I was taught that guns are for protection. So my first time mm -hmm. shooting a gun, I was eight years old. Mm -hmm. I believe women should carry. I carry now. I got about three pieces of my own. But mm -hmm. <laughs> I feel like it's about being responsible. Yeah. Now, go back to the hood. They're, they correlate guns with protection and making. Did you hear me? Making people give them what they want or respect them. Yeah. Is a, is a completely different perspective. So I think collectively as a people we need to try to change these perspectives exactly. and make these narratives look different just exactly. like you the example you said about the 18 year old that pulled the gun out on you yeah he was trying to make you respect him yeah so he correlates the gun with power uh -huh. which is a reason why we have a lot of black on black we have a lot yeah. of black on black violence and black on black crime and see, people are arguing, say, well, white is white on white crime. It is. It's it's Mexican on Mexican crime. Like, it is. It's 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 crime everywhere. But at the same time, I guarantee you, if push came to shove, all a lot of those races will stand together. They do. Us, us, unless it's some looting or or, or some looting going on. I can't see us really standing together like my man. I, said, I can see us in the I can see us in the in the ten to five ratio. It's it's five of yeah. us gonna stand together. The other ten like fuck this shit. I ain't yeah. got nothing to do with that. Yeah, it ain't my fight. <laughs> right, you know? unfortunately. And, but and it my is. My man said we gotta uphold our vote. That's one way. Yeah. That's one way to get our voice. Uphold mm -hmm. up. Another way I said is we gotta keep our money. So we gotta keep our money. Stop shopping. <laughs> At, at 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 Walmart and Target and all this other stuff and go shop black. Go put them dollars in your community. I agree. And we so got, that's exactly we need to own a carry out. 
We need to own a goddamn well, we do, but we do. Listen, people goddamn, do little, not. Little, uh, women's store, the beauty marks. Oh, no, no, no. Listen, people do, but the people don't do their research to try to support these people. People do not do their research to find out. I was just telling, I have a black nail tech. My black nail tech is pregnant, so she ain't being acting right. So I didn't took my nails off. This is the right purpose. But I was telling her, you did you know there's a black owned nail supply store here? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Why are you not supporting your people? Exactly. You know, it's just it's little things. But with that being said, I was getting ready to end the conversation because this going to end up being two parts for the same reason. I try okay. not to make my hold on. I try not to make my conversations over 45 minutes because I don't want people to be able to listen to them on their way to work or why they walking or why they jogging or why they exercising. But this shit needs to be said. So I'm not going to cut it short. But the one thing I was getting ready to say was, what do you guys think? And you and you said that shit smash. I I should just let you, you know what? I should just sign on and set the foot back and let you lead the podcast because you hitting on all the shit that need to be hit on. But you and Rashad would have just had y'all dialogue. I would have just been here to listen. But listen, I was just going to say, what can we do to support racial equality from a political and a business standpoint? I know what I felt in my heart, the same thing you just said, Smash. But you're not voting. You're not out there voting and shit. What can you? I feel like if you don't have a horse in the race, why the fuck you you got you got something to say? You don't, you don't have nothing to say. You know, you know what? One of the main things too. It is about the vote, but it's also about the people that we voting for. Them motherfuckers don't care. That is the main thing, and that's what I really can't stand. It's so many things that can work for us that they shoot down when they come to passing them votes. So they look at it like, oh, this gonna help the niggers whatever well not oh. just that. i feel like we're all in agreement when the question was what can we do as a people to support racial equality when it comes to business and politics so i feel like we all agree and we kind of touched on that support each other stand by each other come together we have to what they say if you don't stand for something you're gonna file for anything yeah so with that being said, I think we all agreed on that. So I'm not going to even get into that. But I will go ahead and end this conversation. But the very first question that I asked you guys, I intentionally asked, what was your first memory of racism? So it's about men, but my first memory as it relates to a black man was my father giving my brother instructions on how to act if he seen the police, what to do, what not to do, and what would happen if he did or didn't do it, how to talk to him. That was my, because when we grew up, we grew up in a house where they were very aware that we were treated differently. And my father was, I guess we was middle-class because he was a supervisor at, um, of course, I was raised in Texas. So he was a supervisor at a um, at a plant, at a chemical plant. And he was around white people all the time. But it was a certain way that he would say that he would carry himself at work. Like it's even as black men, I think people don't realize that you can be yourself authentically, but at some point you still have to make little clicks, you know, little adjustments to conform to what you feel like 
you need to do to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. So ending this conversation, I'm going to ask you guys to leave my audience with a question. Um, with, with what do you hope future generations understand about race? And what do you feel like your role is in helping them understand what it's like to be a black man in America? Hmm. Well, for the future generations, as far as racism goes, I want to just say, first of all, don't, don't ever judge nobody for no reason. You know what I'm saying? Treat people with respect, love and care, but also know who you are. Don't ever forget where you come from. Take care of your people. And I wish more families will really stick together. Not only at the barbecues or funerals, you know, because sometimes if you notice, they make a lot of movies about how divided we are and all this other stuff. But also, I want to see more of us making a decision as far as when it comes to politics. I want to see more of us in Congress, more of us in government and not only just us as a people i want people that actually want to make change and not say they're going to make change and don't make it actually really make change like don't just try to get our vote and then get in there and don't do nothing really help us out as a people man you know because we definitely need it we get lied to so many times and we just want our kids to have the best and not to be profiled wherever they go. I will not be feared to live my life. My children will not be feared of living life. They will not be scared to say what's on their mind without being ridiculed. They shouldn't be able to, you know, be able to play in the park and have fun and be a kid. Shouldn't have to be uh, shot at for the color of their skin. And I think it's crazy that, you know, kids are not allowed to be kids. They can't be at school enjoying life. One day you're happy, you're having fun, and then the next day you're gone. I think it's fucked up. It's, It's very fucked up. These dudes out here are cowards. Anytime you can walk inside of a school and shoot at kids, you're not a you're not a martyr. You're a fucking dumbass. Thanks. Anytime you'd rather you know rape our women, disrespect our women, rape and abuse our kids instead of standing up, you're a fucking coward. Like it's dudes out here that will literally watch this shit go on in their neighborhood and they will do nothing about it. Okay. Nothing. I'm from the old school. Yeah. You harmed a woman or you did some shit in front of a woman or to a woman, we finna beat your ass. See, I see the jails have more moral codes than we do because in jail they don't show no love to the to the to the uh the molesters, to the people that kill their mamas or hurt their mamas. You know, they them them jail jail is a different code. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? They don't take kindly to rapists and child murderers and things like that. It's a different code. And this is what the streets lack. We don't have that code anymore. Nowadays, if you saw a person that you was beefing with with their kids, you gave them a pass. I catch you later. Nowadays, they don't care if you with your kids, your mama. They don't care if you with your pastor. Everybody getting it. Everybody getting it. It's so many innocents who have lost their lives. And I try to be so real with my kids and so thorough. Listen, the police, they may say that they're here to protect us. And they may very well might. There are some good police officers out there. But always trust your instinct. Always do what you do what they say. Don't make no sudden movements. Things like that you have. And it's crazy because in their mind, the police are here to help us. Right. They don't understand that we have to help us. My message is, man, help you help us. Stop worrying about these other cultures. Stop worrying about these other races. Help us. Help ourselves, help us, because they're gonna they're gonna not stop until we're extinct. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Technically, they only need a few of us to do the things, and and you know we built America. Right. We was minding our own fucking business wherever we was at. We right. built this shit. You know what I'm saying? So they need us to to keep shit running. If we take away our money, we take away our time, we take away our support. We take away the things that they like, playing sports, putting out movies, things like that. <laughs> They'd have to listen. They'd have to because we generate a lot of income for these motherfuckers. Uh, you know what I'm that, yes, that part. You know, so if we put an end to it and say, stop, we're not doing this shit no more. They're fucked. Pretty much. They know this. A In the ass with no lube. A, a lot of the, a lot of us don't know this or we don't care to know this mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying take away your vote take away our vote they need it you know yeah, what i'm saying if if i guarantee you if you get a whole you get all the black communities out here and nobody decides to vote like none of us oh man it's a different ball game for them, you know right. so my message is man listen teach your kids to 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 the rules of life but also teach your kids not to fear living life we got to be able to live. We can't hide up in our houses and and and, and all of this because we're afraid of what's going to happen. No, we're going to live life. We're going to live life. And and I'm going to tell you, a man like me, I die to protect mine. <laughs> and I won't even think twice about it. <laughs> so with this woman, yes, as you should, as you yep. should. Thank you guys. Listen, thank you guys so much, Rashad and Smash. I truly appreciate you guys coming on to discuss things from a male perspective for me, okay? CDC yes, fam, yes, I'm sure this could have been a three or four hour conversation. The things that we face, the purpose of this conversation started again with me speaking of Juneteenth and the importance of it. What people don't realize is slavery ended 100, 150 years ago, not racism. And our black men experience this racism in so many distinct ways from their experiences, and we don't talk about it. Most racist ideas are what the perspective is, negative stereotypes that white Americans have for our black men. They think that we're more violent. They think that we're more sexual promiscuous. 
They think that we're dangerous than race or other and our other sex groups. And that's not necessarily the case. Even a black woman, a black man has it harder than a black woman. And these are statistics It's proven. So for me, it was important to have today's conversation because so many times black men's issues are overlooked. And unfortunately for us, anytime it is brought up or made awareness is due to, to a dead black male body. And it's not cool. It's all stemmed from racism. Now I'm going to end this show, but I do want y'all to know this. And it's important for me to list these names, some names that are, that are in my head. Black racism in black men is still alive. Some of these people you may have heard, some of them you may have not. As my guest here today spoke on, the conversation for a black man is always going to be different. This world was built on the back of a black man. So it's always going to look different. But what I want y'all to do is these names, I want y'all to know these names. If y'all don't know these names, look them up, research them. Dante White, 20 years old. He was driving with his girlfriend when he was killed. Minneapolis, Minnesota. Andre Hill, 47. He came from a garage and he had a cell phone in his left hand and he was shot by the police. That was in 2020, Columbus, Ohio. Manuel Ellis, 33. He was just walking home from a convenience store. Tacoma, Washington is everywhere. Atlanta, Georgia. They had to pay uh, a young man that fell asleep in his car and he was killed by police. Devin Bronson. Sorry, I see it backwards. <laughs> George Floyd, 46. Everybody heard about that. Allegedly, he tried to use a counterfeit $20 bill. I'm not even sure everybody knew what that was about, but they heard his name. They know his name. Trayvon Martin. Albert Rosser. Stefan Clark, 22. That was in California. It's so many guys. I can go on and on and on and on. I wanted to not name y'all some of the most popular names because it's happening every day, even if you don't hear about it. Bethan Jean, he was 26 in Dallas, Texas. He was sitting on the sofa eating ice cream when the police bust down his door. He got shot. He grabbed a remote. They thought it was a gun. It goes on and on. Guys, I want you guys to understand that as black people, we have to understand our culture. We have to support our culture. We have to support our people, our businesses. And we have to stand for each other. Because if we don't stand for something, we will fall for anything. Till next time. Thank you for tuning in to Closed Door Conversations Podcast, a place where no topic is off limits, no filters will be applied, and no judgment will be allowed. Yes, this is the end of the show, but it's definitely not the end of the conversation.
Make sure to follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook. To get even more involved and more exclusive content, join our Patreon community. The conversation continues. Till next time.